We're only a few days away from the new year, and if you're like me, you're using some of your time this week to think about what you want to accomplish this year. What are your goals on the bike? You might be planning out the races you want to do this year or dreaming of spending a few days bike touring this summer. For many of us, though, the big dreams or big goals seem unachievable because our lives are just so busy. Where do we carve out the time to get on our bikes and train for these goals? That's a very relatable problem for me. Last January, I was dreaming of doing my very first bikepacking race, but the amount of time that I would need to train seemed like an insurmountable problem. I'm a mom, I have a business, finding time to ride is not easy. But what I ended up doing was taking a step back and using the same methods I always have in the past to find more time to ride. And those are the methods I share in this podcast episode. The rest of this episode is actually a re-release of one of the very first episodes I ever did. It was also one of the most popular episodes I ever did because it's a real problem for so many women. That's coming up after this intro. You're listening to the Femme Cyclist Podcast and I'm your host, Kristen Bonkowski. Like most of you, I'm a bicycle-obsessed rider and sometimes racer. Each week, I'll bring you interviews from inspiring women and offer tips and tricks to help you thrive on the bike. At Femme Cyclist, we celebrate all forms of riding and all forms of women. So whether you're a road racer, bike commuter, or hardcore shredder, you'll find your community here. So my very first tip isn't a hack, it's just reality. The first thing you need to do is make riding a priority. Before we move on to anything else, we need to talk about whether or not writing is actually a priority for you. Are you at a stage in your life where you can commit to it being a priority? If not, maybe you should just be content with sneaking in the occasional ride on a warm spring day. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You can still enjoy biking even if you just do it sporadically. But if biking is a priority for you, if it's the thing that really makes your heart sing in in this life, then you need to treat it like a priority or figure out where it falls on your list of higher priorities. For me personally, my priorities are number one, my family, number two, riding my bike, number three, being outdoors, which is closely related to riding my bike, And number four, my businesses. My life isn't always structured so it's spent in exactly that order. Some days, for instance, I'm sitting inside recording a podcast rather than hitting the trail. But over a week or a month or a year of my life, my time should reflect those priorities. And so should yours. If biking is high on your list, it should come before cleaning your house or throwing dinner parties or scrolling through Instagram or whatever it is that you're spending your time on that's not actually a priority in your life. You have to have priorities or you're never going to find enough time to ride your bike. My second tip is to make riding social. If you ride with your friends, you end up killing two birds with one stone. Rather than sitting for an hour or two at the coffee shop, you and your best gal pal can catch up while riding your bike. That might mean that you recruit your best friend to start biking if she doesn't already, or that you start building a new social circle that includes other cyclists. 
for me personally, I have very few people I spend time with that don't ride bikes. They like to do the same things that I like to do, and they understand why I'd rather put in 50 miles on a Saturday morning rather than going to a boozy brunch. It's important to find people who have the same priorities in life that you do. The next one that's closely related to having bike friends is to get your significant other involved. If they're not already a cyclist, try to recruit them. Or if you don't have a significant other already, make sure that when you start looking for some romance that you look for romance in the saddle. A partner that loves to ride will help make your life so much easier. My husband and I spend all of our kid free time riding bikes. We don't go out to eat, we don't go to the movies, we go on a bike date. And when we don't have that kid free time, we happily swap parenting duties so that the other person can go ride. The fact that my husband is so supportive of my bike life and that he realizes that I'm a happier person when I ride my bike is everything. I wouldn't be able to do everything I do if if he didn't understand that. And that's because he's a cyclist also. Now, of course, you may not have a partner that's obsessed with bikes, but if they aren't, Make sure you're expressing to them how important biking is to you. Specifically, ask for their support and making sure you get out at least a couple days a week. Let them know that that's so important to your sanity. Uh, You can't just expect them to support you if you're not verbalizing your needs. The next tip is for you ladies with a family. If you don't have kids, just ignore this part for a moment. But since so many of us women do have children, um you know how tough it is to find time to ride. You've got bedtimes and birthday parties and baseball games and everything else that comes along with being a mom. Our family has set aside Sundays to always ride bikes as a family. Unless, of course, it's snowing and it's wintertime, in which case we ski. But rides with your kids is such a good way to find time in your life to be on your bicycle. No, these rides aren't going to be as challenging as a ride alone, but it's still saddle time and it's great quality family time that you get. When my son was really little, I'd ride with him in the bike trailer or a bike seat and carrying that extra weight is an amazing workout. Um, I've done so much life or so much training in my life by hauling a kid along. It's actually a much better workout than you might even realize. Even now, I use a tow rope to tow my son, so when we're riding and I'm going uphill, I get that added workout in. And it's not always just about a workout. Sometimes it's just about being on a bicycle and loving what you're doing and get to share that with your family all that much better. I should also mention that I run another website called Rascal Rides. So go to rascalrides.com, and I will include a link to that in the show notes Um, It's a great community and a resource for families who want to be able to bike with their children. Okay, if you tuned out there because you don't have kids, now you can tune back in. Um, My next piece of advice is to ride indoors once in a while. So riding outside is the best thing you can do for your physical and mental health. You get all that fresh air and sunshine and it's as good for your body um, as the exercise is. But still, some days you just can't get outside for a ride. And riding inside is often better than no ride. When it's cold or icy out, a ride on the trainer or the rollers 
can help you get in miles when the only other option is the couch and a tub of ice cream. When my son was a baby, I would break out the trailer while he took naps. And now sometimes if I have to be home with him, I will ride the trainer while he watches a movie. It's a good way to sneak in a ride when you have responsibilities at home and you can't get out of the house. Um, It's also a good option if you're short on time. If you only have 30 minutes, it's not really worth getting your kid on and driving to a trailhead, but a quick half hour spin on the trainer is doable and worthwhile. Um, If you work at home, you can spend your lunch break doing some quick intervals on the trainer or the rollers. And I should also mention that even though I'm talking about riding indoors, if you have a trainer or rollers and it's nice weather outside, there's no reason not to be outside. You can go ahead and set up your trainer um, in the backyard or the driveway. And this is something I do quite often on nice days where I have 30 minutes to ride and it's not really worthwhile leaving the house or I can't leave the house because I have a kid at home. The next piece of advice I have is to schedule it in. Schedule your ride time into your week. This goes hand in hand with the very first tip I had about prioritizing. If cycling is a priority for you, you have to schedule it. This might mean setting a regular weekly schedule that you do every week where maybe you ride on Tuesday and Thursday at 5 p.m. and Saturday at 7 a.m. Or it might mean sitting down every Sunday night and just looking for the open blocks of time in your week. That's what I personally do. My work schedule and my family schedule is different every week, but I can look ahead and see where I might have some open blocks and then just schedule in time just like I would schedule a dentist appointment or a meeting And if you don't have the time on your calendar, it's likely just not going to happen. You've got to respect those blocks of times on your calendar to get out and ride. Next tip is to get some lights. Daylight or the lack thereof can be one of the biggest obstacles to getting in a bike ride, especially during the fall and the winter months when the days are short. Consider investing in some good lights so you can lengthen your riding days. This might be the morning, like before your family is up when you can actually sneak in a ride, or it might be at night after you get off work. A high-powered headlight and a taillight if you're riding on the road can provide plenty of lumens to ride at any time of day. Um, If you feel intimidated by the idea of riding in the dark, like a lot of women do, it's actually not as scary as you think. Uh, you can ride on your mountain bike on the trail. You can go ride on some low traffic roads. We actually have over at femcyclist.com a guide to riding in the dark to help work you so- through some of the safety issues um, and some of the fears that you might have. So if that's of interest to you, go check out that link in our show notes. The next thing is to use your bicycle as transportation. One of the best ways to sneak in extra miles is to just ride your bike where you need to go. Don't get in the car. Don't get in the minivan. Get on your bicycle. If you have to go to work, you don't have to drive there. You can bike there. If you need to get groceries, you can pick them up by bike. Um, One of the best workouts I personally get is riding downhill to the grocery store, packing up my trailer with groceries and then riding home (laughs) that extra weight gives you a great workout you don't need anything fancy use whatever you have I use like a kid's bike trailer 
But if you had a cargo bike, even better. If you just need to pick up a few things, you can use a backpack. And you can do this for whatever you need to get out to do, whatever kind of errands you need to do. If you need to go to the library, if you need to go drop off stuff at Goodwill, do it by bicycle. And it might not be a training ride, but pedaling short distances several times over the course of a day or a week can end up adding up to big, big miles. In fact, some of the fastest ladies I know make good use of the time they spend commuting each week. The next thing is to prep so you're ready to go. You, you know, might somehow end up with an hour or two to ride in your day that you weren't expecting. But then before you can go, you end up having to go find clean bike shorts. And then you go check your bike and you've got a flat tire and you got to pump it up. And then you got to go fill a water bottle. And by the time you finally have gotten all of the things organized to go on your ride, half of your ride time is gone. So in order to maximize that precious ride time that you actually get, which sometimes comes to you out of the blue, make sure that you're always ready to ride. I really like to keep my helmet and my shoes and my gloves and my tools in a bag that's ready to go at any moment. I can throw it in my car and go. I have a water bottle filled in the fridge. Um, a couple times a week when you have a few spare moments, and this doesn't have to be a lot of time, just a couple minutes, go downstairs or go out to the garage, wherever your bike is, and check to see that the tires are pumped up. Um, go ahead and lube the chain. Make sure that it, your bike is ready to go the next time you are so you don't have to spend the first 10 minutes of your ride time dealing with making sure your bike is ready. And the better you can get at getting out of the house quickly, the more time you'll end up having to ride. My next piece of advice is to ride out your back door. Most of us end up spending a lot of time getting to where we're going to go to ride our bike. The next time you've noticed that it's been a while since you've ridden your bike because you don't have that time to get to the trailhead, commit to just pedaling somewhere from your back door. It might not be that gnarly mountain bike trail or that scenic bike lane, but an hour or two of pedaling around your local hood can be a lot of fun. You might notice new things and meet new people. I can't tell you the number of times I've come home from a ride to tell my husband about a new restaurant opening or some really cool gravel path that I found that I didn't even know existed and wasn't on bike maps. It was just found by getting out my back door and going and exploring. Most importantly, by biking from your house, you end up skipping the drive time that might keep you from getting in a ride at all. And my final piece of advice, and please be open-minded here, don't roll your eyes until you've really thought about this one, is to restructure your life. I'm dead serious. If cycling is a priority for you, restructure your life to create more time to bike. I'm going to say that again because it's so important. If cycling is a priority for you, restructure your life to create more time to bike. I literally quit my job so I could travel the country for a year and mountain bike. I'm going to record an upcoming podcast on that. So if that's of interest to you, that story, then stay tuned. It's coming. But while you might not be able to change your life overnight in a radical way like quitting your job, you absolutely can over time. And what restructuring your life means is going to be different for everyone. For you, it might mean buying a house that's closer to trails so you don't have to drive to a trailhead. 
It might mean getting a job where you work from home so you can ride the trainer on your lunch break. Or it might mean something as simple as getting a babysitter every Saturday morning so you can go on that group training ride. Just remember that these things may not be possible overnight, but with time, with commitment, you can absolutely structure your life to create a life that is easier for you to get in more hours on the bicycle. Did you enjoy that episode? If so, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or tell your favorite female riding partners about us. It helps us get the word out about the Fem Cyclist podcast, grow our community, and reach more rad women like yourself. Thanks for listening, and until next time, happy riding.